might just get deep. Welcome to the It Might Get Deep podcast with your host T. This is season one, episode one, and I am so excited. Um, yeah, I'm on cloud nine. I'm so excited. I've got the butterflies. Ooh, I've got the butterflies, which is a good thing, kind of. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. Let's jump into it. I thought I'd talk about hair and my hair journey and not like hair, like just hair and my hair journey and my experiences. And yeah, what do I remember as my first hair experience? And I thought, um, just a quick heads up. Okay. I have, if I keep looking down, like on the video, you'll probably see it. Just have it over here. I've got a book. Nope. And I tried, I'm trying to make it like. As organic as possible so it's just like a few points like a few okay if i stop speaking if i run out of thoughts i can just okay you know like you know all your flash cards these are my flash it's not like back then when you drive everything on your cue cards or your flash cards and it's like packed like it's not even a flash card it's, it is your whole oral it's not like that it's like just little little notes so i thought i'd start out with my first hair experience so that i can just give you some context about where I'm starting from. Um, my first hair experience. I did think so far back for this. I can't lie. Like, I was like I remember a lot from when I was. I think okay on my notes I wrote it was um, for casting. Like my mom signed us up for like casting as little kids. Oh, okay, we were cute. She understood that she had cute kids. I understand that, but I did not sign up. To get my hair done every single time like if there was one thing i hated about it was the fact that i had to get my hair done every single time i wouldn't wish you and let me tell you firstly before i say i wouldn't wish that upon anybody let me tell you how the the journey went so you get told in the morning ah we have a casting today and you already know like Yo, this lady's gonna pull my hair she's gonna drag it sideways she's gonna like the PTSD is just running. It's running through you. Like, I remember this. I remember how it used to go down. It was the worst. And then you would place, I would place sick. I would be like, yo, mom, I'm not feeling well. Or no. Um, you really can't make an excuse because you don't have a social life at that age. Like, I think I was about like three, four, five. I know that's a large gap, but still. Um, yeah. And I used to like, it was so traumatic and so okay keep in mind i know my mom did the best that she could with the resources that she had there was no youtube videos about natural hair there was no that much knowledge about raising your kid with natural hair and all of that stuff so i know like she asked her her sisters she asked her friends we'll check what they were doing um but most of like my cousins and my friends who were of color they all had relaxed hair or brazilian or something and so it was just me. And the thing is, she could have, my mom could have relaxed my hair. She really could have. But she thought, okay, no, I'm going to live through this child. Because she, um, it feels so rude calling my mother she. Like, it feels disrespectful. But in English, that's what you do. So I'm going to carry on doing it. <laughs> um, but basically, my mom chose to relax her hair. Okay. With the influence of some people, not to mention names. But yeah. But for many people, their story goes like, and then she met this boy, okay, you know, when you think you're in love, when you think you're there, 
and the boys start saying okay no i like you better with a wig okay no i like you better with a weave okay no i like you better with braids firstly let me talk to you quickly <laughs> don't listen if he likes you better with braids he must get that braids for himself because clearly he likes braids he likes you better with a wig let him get the wig for himself i don't i don't play with that guys no my boyfriend said i can't wear a wig what Put that damn wig on. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be listening to these fools. Um, yeah, anyways, that's a side note. I'm not too sure on all the details. But what I do know is it was convincing enough because my mom went from a beautiful afro to beautifully long, beautifully, you, English, to gorgeous, long, relaxed hair. It wasn't less beautiful. It just was not natural. And... Yeah, and then she had me and she decided to love through me. Like, yo, she never let me, she let my, mm? she never let me hide my effort. Like, it never got to play, had and seek. It was always out. My effort was always out, no matter what. There was never time like, no, let's go put, let's put in cornrows, let's put in braids, let's do something. Nope. My effort was out. And she would tell me, every, oh, your effort is so nice. Oh, I wish I had hair like Oh, look, everyone is looking at your hair. They like it so much. No, everybody was not looking at my hair because they liked it. They were looking at my hair because I had huge, a huge afro on this tiny little girl. And afros weren't a thing. It's like everyone's staring at you. You know, those people that just want to, it's those people that were staring at me. They were also like, oh, can I touch it? It looks so funky. <laughs> Thanks, Sandy. <laughs> Thanks so much. My hair's so funky. Like, it's those people. It's those same people that are like, that'll be like, are you not going to do your hair for the for the shoot? Are you not going to do your hair for the, um play? Like, what do you mean? Do my hair? My hair's done. Like, it's done. <laughs> um, And so, yeah, I remember get, getting ready for castings and getting ready for shoots. And my mom had to like, firstly... In the, when she, like, she would bath me, right, on the days that I have to wash my hair. Because then she needs to wash my hair while it's in the shower or in the bath. Because I don't remember who told her. But it was actually one of the greatest things that she might have learned. Is that you have to comb my hair when we in water. Right. And now we have spray bottles, like, yeah. But, but right then, I was busy with my head, like, leaning back in the tub. And she's busy, like, guys... Is it coming back to me? Yes. It was so bad. Like, and you know what? I never understood. How do you comb my hair in the tub? Like, until the comb is going through smoothly, like it's done, all the knots are gone. We get out of the tub. Well, I get out of the tub. And Skillock suddenly, my hair's knotted again. Like, make it make sense. But that was always the case. Like, always the case. And I just, I remember hating it so much. And the thing is, I didn't only hate the process of getting my hair ready, but I wasn't, I didn't love my hair as well. And I only loved my hair when it was straight because, guys, I wouldn't advise you straighten kids' hair until they love their actual hair. Because when I was convinced that God was supposed to make me with straight hair, like, I was convinced he made, he made a oopsie. I was like, what? And I look so nice, hair changed Why is my, my hair blowing in the wind? And you know, like, when you get your hair done and you can't even walk properly, you must walk like... I mean, you can't see. But you know when your hair is done and you walk and your neck is even stiff so that the hair can move in the wind so that it's shaking sideways, sideways. <laughs> like, it was so deep. And I don't... 
I did at some stages get, I, I want to say get bullied for my hair, but like just, okay, it was bullying, but I don't think, I just took it as a you, okay, being different isn't fun, let's not be different. Um, and so as I was saying, like, it's not that I didn't like the process, it's like I didn't like my process, I didn't like my hair, I didn't like that I was the only one whose hair looked like this, I didn't like that it brought me attention, like, unnecessarily, like, I don't want attention. I don't. When I'm walking in the streets, when I'm walking with my friends, I don't want everyone looking at me because my hair is humongous. Like, it's just not what I wanted. And it just came from a lot of insecurity and a lot of self-hate without knowing. And it got to a stage where in primary school, what you remember is I got sent to the salon to get braids, right? The saloon, the salon, I don't know which the proper way to say it because in this house the pronunciation differs. But I got sent there to get braids done and I remember coming home with a Brazilian blow. Keep in mind, when I say I came home with a Brazilian blow, I mean I didn't have parents at the salon with me. I just came home with it like, here's money, go buy the fiber, go get braids. And you just come home, no braids, just straight hair. And I was like, I was feeling myself, feeling myself. Oh, I remember like... And those days, the selfies were like that high angle one where you like, <laughs> and I used to take gang selfies. And the thing is, right, when my hair was natural and when it was, I had my huge afro, I didn't like, the compliments weren't blooming. And obviously, like at that age, you're looking for, to fit in, you're looking for acceptance. And I wasn't getting it. And so when I had that hair, like, Nama was Beyonce. Nobody just knew it. I felt like on top of the world, I'd get compliments. The teachers would be like, oh, Timmy, your hair looks so nice today. Um, I don't know why I made my teachers sound like that. Um, yeah, it was just, it felt like everything. It felt like, at in primary school, fitting in was the be all ends all. Like, it's all you needed. And that made, that made me fit in, not in the sense like, the, my friends in primary school never not once made me feel bad about having natural hair. I can't even, I can't even be here and say that they, they made me feel bad, they never liked it, like, they weren't those kind of people, they were really good people, they are really good people. And it was just like a me thing, like, ah, everybody's... Everybody has straight hair, even if they don't have straight hair. Because me, I see you guys after swimming. I see your, your little fluff fluff is coming up, your little curls are coming back. I see you after swimming. But you're all convinced that you have straight hair. And so me, I wanted to be convinced that my hair was meant to be straight. <laughs> I came to a point where I had my hair. It was a lot to handle. It was too much for me to handle. I couldn't even tie my own hair. My hands were too small. It was a lot for my mom to handle. And I just didn't want it to be handled. And so I decided to take things into my own hands. Hence the Brazilian blowout. <laughs> it just seemed like the only, you know, on the feasible frontier. It seemed like it was just the, like, it was hitting the points. It felt like there was no other option. Like, when you weigh everything, when you consider all the possibilities, it was a Brazilian blowout or a Brazilian blowout. And I... <laughs> Yeah, it just had to be. And I think a lot of people come 
from a place where in their families it's a thing of oh you can have curly hair oh you can have your natural hair ah but for church you must straighten your hair ah but for the wedding you must do your hair no we're going out this weekend you must go church to your hair sometimes subconsciously it's a thing of oh my hair's not good enough for big events my hair's not good enough to look professional to look neat or to look fancy and so even till this day there are people that still do that. and just on that like it's easy to be like oh auntie so and so and uncle so and so always said my hair wasn't nice that it was crushed that it was nappy that it was this and it's so important it was unprofessional or they always made me straighten my hair or whatever but it's so important to realize so a lot of people just follow the beauty standards and that's what basically society feeds us to do to conform to the beauty standards of the world and that is to have straight hair well was mostly to have straight hair and as much as nowadays we're working so hard to decolonize the beauty standards so that it can so that it can include everybody and so that it can be a thing of unifying not even unifying everybody but just so it can include everybody and so that everybody because the fact is for so many years having an afro was not the standards of beauty it wasn't seen as beautiful and the standards of beauty were white straight hair preferably blonde and that was what was seen as beautiful and so we would assimilate ourselves to be like that and to fit into those standards even when we even when we felt even when we didn't know we were trying to it's so scary how sometimes we don't even realize it but it's just a form of conforming in some stages and i say in some stages or in some instances because sometimes you just want straight hair sometimes you just think it's more manageable for you natural hair isn't unmanageable or difficult to manage or whatever the word is um just takes time a little love a little time a little effort um you don't have to do much but it's just how you see your hair and when you get to the stage of self love when you get to the stage of self acceptance then having straight hair isn't always in a, a point of i want to be white or i want to be i want to fit into this group it's just a thing of this weekend i want straight hair and it doesn't mean anything big but i think for me it was a thing of i want to fit in I think what I'm trying to articulate but not doing such a great job of articulating is um beauty standards the beauty standards of society have changed so much and have drifted so much um with the natural hair movement and everything else and it's had such a huge impact to the point where seeing people of color with their natural hair seeing people of color with curly hair has become acceptable now and with the natural hair movement it's being seen as beautiful now and not just being seen as I'm trying to make a statement but just being seen as what it is just hair on your head being beautiful being natural just being there and i think that's so important and it's so beautiful that it's finally happening I just thought it was kind of weird how the trendsetters or certain celebrities would have to be the trendsetters for cornrows, for braids, for for it to become acceptable, for it to become a thing, for it to be seen as beautiful, and it took that for people to be like, "Ah, oh, braids are okay. Ah, oh, afros are okay," and that just came with 
that just comes with history and historically how um, the historical Western beauty standards that everyone tried to live up to. But I think it's going to be such a beautiful thing to see in the next generation or in the kids to come, like how they're just going to grow up with their natural hair and it's going to be a thing that they see in magazines, it's going to be a thing that they see on TV, it's going to be a thing that they see as okay and not something they see as, oh, I'm different. Even though being different isn't a bad thing. <laughs> but yeah. As a kid, I was like, I used to fear combs, brushes, anything to do with the hair, the blow dry, you. Like, I know how people flinch when they see a hot comb. That was me with anything. Like, I would see my mom pick up a comb and I would cry. Like, I would I would break out into tears. Um, I want to say a tantrum, but tantrums didn't work in this house. Tantrums, <laughs> it didn't end up well <laughs> for you. For you throwing the tantrum, it didn't end up well. Um, I used to cry, you know. I, like, it was deep. It was so deep. The muscle that it takes to make pup is the strength she was using to comb my hair. Like, it was so deep. Like, it was a fight. I wish not, none of this on anybody. And I'm so grateful that there are so many resources for, like, um, parents raising kids with, like, that want to raise their kids with natural hair. Or just kids with curls, kids with afros. I'm so grateful that there's resources for your parents. And I hope they use them, honestly. Because I went through like, boom. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but it was a fight. Like, my mom and my hair used to wrestle daily. My hair would never win. That's, that's how I can sum it up for you. But... With a um, large amount of knowledge on natural hair that's out there now and a large amount of information that's out there, I think it's so important to educate yourself, firstly, on your hair. I think it's so important to educate yourself on your kids' hair, if you have any kids, and just to be better and do better than what you had. In all senses, always, but in the sense of hair for today. Um... Another memory that just came to my time. Um, and so every time I'd get raised, I say every time, like once in a, a blue moon, there would be like the ladies at the salon or saloon, they would literally make it such a, like, they would make it such a thing. Like, sure, mm -mm, I don't want to braid all this hair. You have too much hair. Uh, no, your hair's too thick. No, this, this, this. And I'd literally like, now you're a small child, and especially like the way I was raised, you can't not talk to elders like, yeah, don't tell them, don't say that about my hair or whatever. You can't do anything. So you just think like, oh, okay, auntie. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And so literally all my salon experiences are like that, or your hair's to this, or your hair's to that. Um, I <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Okay, this is just came to me now, but I don't know what I was thinking. I think it was a good six or good seven. I don't know what possessed me to go into a salon, like, a salon that's not for my people. A you know, like, those ones in the mall? Like, they're in the malls. And, yeah, they just don't cater to people with my hair type. And I remember, like, going there. It was such confidence. I had money. I don't know where I got my money from, but I had saved up. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get my hair straightened. Okay, walk into the mall. Nice, nice. Um, once you get told, uh, uh, you don't do people with hair like yours. 
guys when i tell you when i tell you i cried that day like i was shooketh i was shooketh to my core like <laughs> oh what do they mean they can't do hair like mine what's wrong with my hair like what the hell um yeah that's so it was terrible it was so terrible and today it came that bobby name that bobby they told me that they can't do my hair yeah, that time his hair was like straight, like straight straights, and they only did people with straight hair. So I was told, well, not hair like mine. So I just assumed it was straight hair. And yeah, Bobby has an afro, a little semi curly afro. Just thought I would put that out there. I'm still touched. I'm still a little bit touched. Yeah, salon visits were never the best for me. I can't lie. Like, nah, 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 nah. They weren't. Um. It was such a fight and I remember there was times where she would lock. I would know. There was times that I would run away like, what, what gives me that confidence? I don't know. Run away from your mother. I would run away and this house isn't big enough to run away. I should have known that from beatings already, but okay. I would try to run away and she would get me back and then she would lock me between her legs like just to groom her child, just to make her sure her child looks nice. Because on other days, my hair was looking matted. At some stage, I had, like, my hair was unkept. I looked neglected on most days. I remember there was a time my hair was so matted, like, it had formed, like, a dreadlock in the middle of my head, like, in the center of my head. And I remember I knew it was there the whole time. Like, my older sister kept telling me, like, your bra, you've got a dreadlock at the back of your head, like, I haven't been combing your hair. And not a cute dreadlock, like, just a bunch of matted hair, like a clump of it. And, you know, me and pain, we're not friends. I don't like pain. I don't like it. And so I decided, I took it upon myself. I took the liberties to grab the scissors and cut the whole thing out. Like when I tell you it was a patch, maybe the size of the palm of my hand. And yeah. You guessed it, I had a bald spot in the middle of my head. <laughs> you guessed it. <laughs> but that is what I was willing to do to just not get my hair combed. Because I knew once my mother sees that knot, she's going to give up at nothing to untangle it. At nothing. There is nothing that's going to stop her. She can be combing that knot out for two days. She won't stop. <laughs> that lady knows perseverance. She knows it. Doing my hair was, it was so deep. <laughs> It was so deep to me. When you have your hair out and when you wear your hair the way you want to wear it and you think you're pretty and you think your hair looks nice and your hair looks beautiful, you don't need Bobby over there to be like, ah, girl, I like your hair. Like, it's so unnecessary. Well, not unnecessary because it's nice. Like, compliment people, but you don't feel like you need that because you know I am that girl, like, I am it, I don't need, you don't need that, and so, for me, it was always a sense of, oh, yo, what if Sandy doesn't like my hair, and then what, okay, if Sandy doesn't say I have nice hair today, I think I'm gonna tie my hair up, like, you will always be in a place of, I don't have the English to explain, my vocabulary 
does not extend that far but basically what i'm trying to say is that you will be in a place where um you will be in a place where you're expecting something from somebody and they don't know that you're expecting it so when they don't give it to you you're disappointed but they didn't know they had to give it to you if that makes sense and that is such a bad place to be in and it's such it's toxic for you as a person because if you keep on expecting somebody to do something that they don't know they're supposed to do they will keep falling short and you will keep getting disappointed and you'll keep being upset and you'll keep getting angry and then it's the thing of doubting the relationship or doubting what they think of you and how they perceive you because you wanted them to do something or say something that you never told them that you want them to say i hope that makes sense but you will always be on the short fall or the short end you'll always get the short end of the stick what <laughs> i your i'm trying to process these english um metaphors here and be like is that making sense is that making sense yeah i hope it makes sense and i know a lot of people will be saying like outward appearance is not that important and it doesn't mean that much and it's all about what's inside and it's all about what's but when you come of a place of self love and self acceptance you can see it in the way that people carry themselves you can see it in the way that they um connect with other people and have relationships with other people that inner love that inner confidence that is shown through you can see that through outward appearance as well and so as much as it's not the be all and end all like it plays a part especially human beings see the outside first and as much as they'll tell you that they don't judge a book by the cover yes yes andy they do they really do i think i should mention i don't know a sandy or a bobby but i love those names <laughs> so if i keep using them i love the names sandy and bobby for stories and so that's what you're going to hear but if you are listening and you're a sandy or a bobby i'm not out to get you i'm sh- i'm friend chow me i'm not out to get you okay i promise bobby sandy i'm sorry I think hair plays such an important role in your identity and who you are and just how you carry yourself. When you walk into a room and you have your natural hair out and you have this big afro or whatever, you have a little afro or whatever. Um it just displays a sense of confidence, a sense of, "Oh, I love me and I'm going to be ap- unapologetically me." And I don't know, that's just how I feel about it. And I know a lot of people be have negative connotations towards it. Um but for me it's a thing of oh i see they go rocking their afro and i'm like okay girl you do your thing you do that um and just like the confidence that just comes off of that is just so beautiful and you can i don't know i feel like you can just feel the sense of self love the sense of i'm okay being me i'm okay with who I am and I'm going to be unapologetic about it. I'm not going to apologize for my hair being so big. I'm not going to apologize for my hair curling the way it does. I'm not going to apologize for my hair coiling the way it does. Like I'm okay with that. And one of the things that I think is so important is role models, especially when it came to like my natural hair journey. Like nobody 
in my house really wore their natural hair per se and as much as my mom would affirm me when it came to my hair 24 7 and tell me it's so beautiful or she wishes she had hair like me and all these things the fact is she didn't the fact is she had straight hair she had everything i wanted and couldn't have and so it's so important to be an example and to be if you're going to tell somebody to be themselves and be authentically who they are then you better be yourself and authentically who you are so that i can see it so that we can see it so that we can be like oh i like that and i want that for me too i hope you enjoyed season one episode one of the might kick deep podcast i'm going to end the podcast with a short piece and it goes like this may your coils and curls be worn with pride hold your head high as the strands elevate to the sky these locks these inches are nothing but beauty your hair isn't difficult or crusty or nappy just thick and luscious bundle of juicy curls and coils tightly hiding in community shrinkage will deceive you just like the western standards of beauty deceived us had us believing that our hair had to bow to gravity in single file that there was importance in the way a pencil glided out of it but don't be deceived hold your head high and let them stay they're just taking in your beauty at the end of every podcast we'll end off with a segment called make it deep in this segment i'll read out a quote and either me the host or the person i'm interviewing will have to make that quote deep i.e elaborate on the quote and see how deep they can make it let's go so today's quote is life is hard it's harder if you're stupid i think the first thing that comes to mind is that okay let's let me go on this wavelength if it doesn't make sense we can we can come back okay but um life is hard life comes with its own challenges it comes with its hardships trials tribulations whatever there's always going to be obstacles on the road that's just life but i think when it says it's, it's harder if you're stupid i think it's harder if you don't learn along the way if you if you don't learn the lessons that you're supposed to learn in different seasons of your life or in different chapters of your life i don't i think life just gets harder yeah i think life just gets harder <laughs> i you know my brain is overworking here but okay life just gets harder if you don't learn the lessons that you were supposed to learn in previous seasons because if you were supposed to learn don't touch fire when you were two but you chose not to learn that lesson in that season of your life when you get older you will not have that knowledge or that from that lesson and so you'll be doing the same things wrong or you'll be repeating um the same mistakes you'll just be going in cycles of the same mistakes because you're not learning and you're not progressing and you're not moving forward and i think when that happens that is you being stupid and that is how life can get harder i think when you become closed minded and when you become blocked off to certain things it almost gives you a pathway into stupidity because then you're not willing to take in more information you're not willing to take in other people's perspectives other people's views and so when there's people out there with wisdom and you don't want to accept it i think it's a form of stupidity and so life can be harder because you had people who knew what to do in those situations you had people who knew what to do in those circumstances and you didn't 
take it for granted. I mean, you took it for granted. And when you don't use those opportunities, life just gets harder for you. Life is hard. That's a fact. That's a fact. It is harder if you're stupid, I guess, in the sense that I explained. That's as deep as I could possibly make it. But on the surface level, just try your best not to be stupid, I guess. Don't forget to like, review, comment, subscribe, follow. I think those are all the options. I hope you enjoyed and I'll catch you again in a bit. Bye.